Nigga, we gotta start the podcast. Oh my god, I'm trying to. You bro, you like, do this every no, single no, time. No, no, don't no, even no, no, do that. Don't be trying to put that on me. I hate that. Oh my god, let's start the podcast. What did you slip up in my tub, girl? It's just that when I drink, sometimes I get a little crazy. Hey, to wet your whistle, Marcus. Can I get a refill? Oh, it's my night. I know it's gonna be good. Oh, girl Nia Bia and it is the wine night podcast we are back it is just me fuck out of here no Michael no Mikey Barks out here he did a lot of barking you know last week so we just kicked him off the pod just like he kicked me off the pod okay so we are here it is ladies night the episode that y'all actually wanted to listen to I know you missed me I know truly I did but sometimes you gotta let the men feel like men that's what we do we we're here to serve okay so welcome back to another episode of the wine night pod Um, I'm here with some amazing, amazing ladies. I've truly personally met them all and I think they're hella dope. Um, So that's why they are here. I am gonna give them, you know, a chance to introduce themselves, but you gotta listen to me first. Like y'all really heard Michael for almost two hours last week. Who's doing that? Who truly wants to do, truly, honestly? See, Dom is already like, see, exactly. I I had to cross my T's and dot my I's. I actually listened to it like I was a, um, you know, a listener myself. So I was sitting there skipping things back and forth. Like, I know they did not just say. So, you know, I'm here, I'm here to chat. But like I said, I do have some lovely, lovely, lovely ladies in front of me and I do want them to introduce themselves. So um, I see Tiffany is the first one next to me. So Tiff, if you wanna go ahead, girl, let the people know who you are. Yes, hello everyone. Um, Hi ladies, I'm happy to be joining you guys today. My name is Tiffany. I'm a uh, curator, art person, creator, creative, just to cover it all. Um, Nia is a good friend of mine, and I'm so happy to be joining you and chatting with you today. I'm so looking forward to this. So thank you for having me again. Happy to be here. You know, it's just Black excellence. It's hard. You know, it's hard. I see newbie. you next. I had girl. Let me know who you are. <laughs> You're so silly. Hello, hello. Uh, my name is Nubia, and Nia is definitely the sis. And I also do the uh, social media for Why Night Podcast. I do manage that. But overall, I am an overall creative, um, graphic design by trade. I also am involved in fashion and an entrepreneur at heart. So I am I'm always dabbling in multiple business endeavors. And hair, natural hair. Talk about it. Talk about it. I see Dom. Dom, go, tell, tell the people who you are. Go ahead. Tell them. <laughs> um, hey, everyone. So my name is Dom Monique. Um, a lot of people call me Dom, which um, it's a funny story to that. But yeah, so my name is Dominique. Um, I work in higher education, which is how I met Mike. And I met Nia through Mike, but I actually prefer Nia. So y'all can Everybody tell Mike does. too. Everybody um, <laughs> and then I am, like I said, an educator by day and an entrepreneur by night. I own a clothing line, a boutique. It's called For the Nines. Um, you can check us out at numberforthelabel.com or you could just follow us on IG at, you know, four dot the dot nines. Um, go and check us out. So, yeah, I'm really excited to get into conversation. No, we're dynamic. Do you see this? It's amazing, truly. And those dresses, girl, there's one in like, I want to say like tangerine and it cuts like up here, save me a medium. I get paid <laughs> on Friday. That's all I'm saying is I am dead. I am dead to the ass. I was looking, tr- I'm coming. I got you. I got you. Save, save, I will 
save because I need it. And then we have, last but surely not least, surely not least, Julie, please let the people know. Let the people know. All right, y'all. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie, and I'm so excited to be here today. I'm also a um, higher educator, um, like Dominique and Nia and Mike. So I met Mike um, at my current institution, and then I met Nia. So it's super excited to be here. Um, I'm originally from Philadelphia, so currently in Miami. So I'm trying to get this tan, trying to get, you know, out here. So I'm super excited to have conversations and dive in. Yeah. Let me tell y'all about Julie real fast. So the first time I met her, Michael had something to do and he was like, Julie, can you just like, you know, go make sure she's okay. And she came and picked me up and was like, do you want to do shots? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do want to do shots. And that was literally the first thing she asked me. And honestly, it's been friendship ever since. And if your girls do not do that for you, what, I mean, what is there else to do? Truly, honestly. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't want to drag things on too long. Thank y'all all for introducing yourselves. But it's a lot of people waiting for us to, I thought we were going to choose violence. They're waiting for us to truly choose violence this week. So you, that's exactly what I'm saying. Elbows up, you know, I got the Vaseline on. I am not here to play with y'all. So <laughs> anything, we can go ahead and jump right into these topics. Um, I don't even know which one to start with first. There's just so much, right? Um, but actually, you know what? Let's start with women because we're amazing, right? We're amazing beings. Um, and we are all different types of Black and what Blackness means, right? Which is really great. Um, and one of the questions that we got surrounded about, um, you know, black women, black friendships and what that looks like. Michael always says, you know, black women are be better friends to each other than black men. And I, I would have to agree, but I'm gonna let y'all share, you know, your views and what it looks like to be a good friend, right? Like I, I know what it means to me, but you know, and I'll interject later, but if anybody wants to start, I'm here for it. <laughs> I know it's hard, right? <laughs> um. I would just say, like, not to make this a, a race thing, but I have noticed deeper friendship connections amongst Black people compared to others. And that's just my personal experience and what I've seen. It just seems like, I don't know, anybody could stab somebody in the back, you know? Like, no matter what the, the, the friendship, um, no matter what the race is and um, the type of friendship it is. But, like, I, I feel like I've noticed, like, more brother sister 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 brother brother closer bonds within our community but um yeah i'll say what was the question again like i'm trying to figure out exactly what it was <laughs> it's more about like what is what does that look like for you right and i'll give like a small example um so michael goes out with his friends and he'll come home and i'm like oh my god how was it he's like it's fine i'm like yeah so i saw so and so broke up with you know, his girlfriend, how's he doing? He's like, you know, we didn't talk about that. Uh, what? They handle emotion <laughs> different. Right. And so, you know, I'll sit there and I'll be like, oh, yeah. So I saw that so-and-so may have lost his job. Is he okay? And they're like, yeah, we didn't talk about that either. So I'm like, well, what did you talk about, friend? And he's like, you know, stocks. And I don't know what men talk about, cars and, you know, things like that. And I'm like... Oh, me and all my friends just got on the phone call and cried together yesterday. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it looks so different. And also how they how they keep up that maintenance, right? I know Michael has a friend that he talks to maybe once every six months. And he's like, Yeah, he's doing great. And I'm like, is he though? Right? Like, what does that what does it look like or what does it feel like to you? And how does that maintenance keep like how do you keep that up? Okay. Um 
I can't say whether I have a closer connection to my my women friends compared to my my um, men friends because I don't know. I guess it really depends on the person and the dynamic in that relationship. Like I am like if, for those of you who do not know Nia, Tiffany, and there's about three others that I am extremely close with. Like these are my sisters. Forget blood, you know. So. I can, I have that relationship with them, but I also share that same level, that same dynamic with a friend of mine named Alistair. He's literally like a brother to me, you know? And a friend of mine named Shafiz, he's literally like a brother to me. And I will say that men amongst each other, what I've noticed, it really depends on how long they've been friends. And it really depends on um, what they've been through together. Mm-hmm. And that usually opens up the door more for them to be more vulnerable vulnerable with each other from what I've seen. But yeah, I feel like men and women relationships that are non-platonic, they tend to be pretty dope because men feel like they can open themselves up to a woman because we don't care about you being emotional with us. You can do that with us. We're going to be emotional with you too, mm-hmm. you know? And um, yeah, I just feel like it's just, it's easier to be friends with women because you don't have this in the back of your mind. Okay, is this just a friendship or is it more, you know? Some, you you have that thought with men sometimes, mm-hmm. but when you get past that barrier, the first few weeks or first few months with a, a, a man friend, you're like, oh, okay. Okay, this guy is cool. But usually with women, it's like, this first day. <laughs> oh yeah. Man. Yeah, no, and, and definitely piggybacking, piggybacking off of that, it'll be like what you said about like sometimes like the experience, like going through certain experiences together, like can really like have, I'm sorry, have like having certain experiences together can really like bring certain like friendships together and open like a certain level of vulnerability where like you know with my girls it might be something quicker, like it might be a smaller like event that just where we have that moment where we kind of share something that we have in common that allows us to sort of open up to each other and really like build that bond. But I feel like that can happen with men too, but it tends to be harder. Like like what you're saying, like I see like sometimes it can be, you know, a little bit more difficult, but I think there is that possibility. And when it does happen, it is kind of nice to see. I feel like it's sort of a refreshing sort of thing. Like my partner, Adrian, like he has friends, like guy friends, and it's really the ones that he has that experience of like growing up with or like, you know, like knowing from back in the day where I kind of see them like having like conversations that sound a little bit more like when I'm checking in with my girls, you know, and it's like just being happy that he can have that and just, you know, wanting more men to really open up to that and, you know, that possibility of having that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely for me, um, growing up in a, an Asian household, but also having that identity on my dad's side of being Black, it was really hard to, like my upbringing was, was like really harsh and difficult for me to understand because of like colorism and racism within my own family. But where I am now, what I have learned thus far is my relationship with, with my, my Black women friends has been like the strongest. Like they just, Oh, black women always just come through no matter what, period, point blank. And like, for example, my friendship with Dominique right here, like my go-to in Miami, <laughs> like my ride or die. Um, and that has been literally the same exact thing for any of my black women relationships with any of my peers has been like, they're like my ride and die, like they're my go-to. And I feel 
that maybe men just have a little bit more difficult time having that connection if it's not built from early on like having that set foundation um my partner I, th- I think he's like a little bit awkward on like how do I make relationships now especially now during like COVID how do I continue building this relationship if I don't have a strong foundations from like early on and simply like the conversation he has with his friends are like super like about simplest things but like they connect on like a different level like it's about like anime and it's like yeah it was really great I'm like oh, okay, okay cool <laughs> but like to him it's like oh no like that like channels so many things to them um it was just a small conversation about anime I'm like okay yeah whatever works for you <laughs> yeah right so when you first asked the question immediately like three words popped into my head and I had to write them down so I didn't read it because I'm old y'all um so, <laughs> so the first one was reciprocity like i think so my core group of friends i've known them since i was 18 years old so we've now had over a decade of friendship um and all i can think about is reciprocity like never was there a time where i doubted that if i needed something that they wouldn't be there for me in return um and i think you all have like talked about it and noted that and then i the second word was loyalty um i feel like none of my friends have ever bended or folded on me we've never had to be like what's up with that like it was always this unspoken understanding and i appreciate that so much i will say that most of these people in my core group they do identify as black people um so yeah i don't know what it is about black people in our relationships because um, we don't even consider our friends ourselves friends anymore we just be like oh my brother or my sister and they'd be like oh i'm like yeah like because they are my family like you know we go around each other's parents and you know step parents or cousins and, bro- and like they all show us so much love it's never a time um that anybody has come to kick it with me and my friends where they did they wasn't like oh my god like y'all vibe like y'all just like what is it like what like why are y'all so close like this and it's like y'all don't do this with y'all friends like this is different <laughs> like like it's just natural for us and then um i think as we've gotten older one of the things that we've had to work on in my friend group is accountability um because when we was younger we was doing a lot of wild stuff it would take us a minute to hold each other accountable but i think as we've gotten older and we realize that like you know we have things to lose we're you know building legacies like accountability is so important so yeah and I just think you know that constant checking in helps with the maintenance we make it a point to check in it might not be like every week but you know it's only gonna be so many days that go past that we don't check in with each other so and you know you said that accountability tool and I kind of like my glance is shot to the other side of the screen I don't know if y'all saw but I've been cussed out plenty of time and I've cussed out people plenty of time to say you know I haven't heard from you a while, bitch. I, listen, I know life is happening, but you know, I'ma need that text or the, you know, smoke signal, something to let your girl know, right? That you're okay and that I care about you and I love you. Um, because like you can, and holding people accountable just comes in so many different ways, right? Like stop fucking your life up. I see you fucking your life up. You gotta get it together. Or even just to like, things are busy, but I love you and I miss you. So I need you to get it together. Um, and during COVID, I've struggled with that like a lot, right? Just being like, no, they're busy. They probably don't want to talk. And now I'm like, yeah, bitch, 
bitch. Um, so this was, excuse my bitches too, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is what I saw. Real cute, very happy for you. And also if I don't get a text message in the next 48 hours, I'm calling the police. Um, so do with that information as you will. And it's all because of love. Um, but that accountability to peace is so important, at least for me, um, like moving forward I, in life. And I read this study that apparently your for women, your friend relationships are actually more important than your, you know, significant other relationships. How well those friendships are, you know, actually has a better um, outcome with your life than your partner one. And I was like, oh, so you're telling me I can get rid of Michael. Great. Um, <laughs> so... But I really like that accountability thing, right? It's just, he can go. He can go. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to slightly shift in the friendship conversation because recently um, Steve Harvey went on some talk show and he basically was saying that he doesn't have any women friends, right, um, at all. And the reason why he doesn't have any women friends is because men and women can't, you know, shouldn't be friends. Um, you've got a vagina, he's got a penis, right? Um, at least in cishet. Uh, relationships so you know we can't coexist in the same space because of those things I I see a movie <laughs> I personally don't agree because I do have some friendships that like they're like brothers to me kind of like when Nubi was saying earlier um ride or die for those people because they ride or die for me um, so I always find this to be an interesting conversation because a lot of men were in the comments like, that's right, bro. If she puts you in the like friend zone, like all this, all this craziness. So I kind of wanted to know what y'all thought about the whole thing about being friends with men and if it's better or, you know, what you see in comparison to being friends with, you know, other black women. Go ahead. Go ahead. I see you. Okay. I see you bro. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me add Okay. So, no, honestly... I hate that argument from the bottom of my heart. I can't stand it. I think this is the most misogynistic thing that you can possibly say as a man, because if you say that men and women cannot be friends simply because of they have, um, basically they, you can't be friends without what? Having sex with each other. You can't be friends without pursuing some type of relationship with each other. That tells me that you only view women as a sexual object. So fuck you, excuse my language. But yeah, that tells me that's in the vice versa. You only view men as a sexual object. Look at them as people. People can be friends, period. So like, if you're saying this, it pisses me off. So you're only looking at me as if I can, the only benefit that I can give you is of a sexual nature or some type of way to, you get what I'm trying to say, but yeah, that, yeah, I just had to get that off real quick. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And other men like Rick Ross has also shared these sentiments of saying, I can't have a woman on my label because I'm going to want to have sexual relations with them at the end of the day. Right. Um, and it's, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's like, it's just like, for me, it's like, these, yeah. these men that are saying this, like, would I even want to be friends with you in the first place to even be having this conversation with you? Because it sounds to me like the way that you view women, the way that you view a lot of shit is not where I'm like going, where I'm trying to be. I'm, we're focused on two completely different things. You have a lane over here. So like, get over yourself. Like you're talking about men and women can't even be friends, but you're not even really sounding like a friend I would want to have in the first place. So like, and on top of that, sir, that's how you feel. Where's your self-control? Lord, right. you, where's your self-control? 
All I hear is one eight hundred therapy. That's what I hear. Right. Like exactly. Lay down on the couch, not a seat. Just lay down and get to business because that's that's really fucked up that you believe that we have nothing else to offer. Like we are nothing of value. Like so. Forget the wisdom that I can bestow of you. Forget the advice that I can give you for why none of these women are checking for you, why you feel like they're just sexual objects. Like, it's a reason why it's not just men running the earth. Like, like it's a reason why we're here. We can learn from each other. We have to be open to the idea of learning from each other. Because, like, I always tell my partner this. I'm like, listen... Sometimes you just need to receive the message and forget about the messenger. Like, it, it's not, and and if all you can see is sex, well then again, sorry, like you have some like issues that you need to sort out with the professional. That's a sound bite. Repeat that quote. That's a quote right. that, mm-hmm. that is a fact and a half. I always think of it and in terms of like, at what point did you think I wanted to be with you? And why do you think that my autonomy as a person dissipates because you want something or you don't want something? And so like, sometimes I struggle with that whole idea of like, yeah, cause I'm a wanna fuck, but what about what I want to do and where I wanna be and like the friendship that I, like you said, like what wisdom could I give you? What could we share together that's outside of our genitals, right? Cause if we take that away, then what? Can you not talk to me cause of breasts? Can you not talk to me? Cause I know a lot of men with breasts, right? I know a lot of, men with vaginas too so i mean like if you really want to have the conversation of what it looks like to to be a friend to somebody right um is it because i'm feminine is a lot of feminine men do you not work with them either uh, what does that <laughs> look like um and also i like my fucking autonomy i i'm a person i think i can critically think and make my own choices and mm-hmm. i don't know about mm-hmm. steve harvey but I, I don't see myself fucking him anytime soon right as a person yeah. just because he's <laughs> She's in the room. I don't, I don't know. And maybe some people. Yeah, I, I mean, I've sworn off cues for the rest of my life. So that's one reason why it would never happen. Right. <laughs> but also just like, who do you think you are to take away my choice and my wants and needs because of, you know, what you can't stop yourself from doing? I don't know. And also, don't know. these men that we're talking about has a privilege of, of, of their power position. Like, I can't think of my time of being here on earth that like I have a guy that thinks like that. And I think just because of their power, their level of success, that they think that they can talk to women like this or choose and pick, oh yeah, I don't want to have women friends because I'm definitely going to fuck her tonight or whatever the case may be. And it's just, it's simply disgusting. But I just think it's going back to their privilege of having that power um, and people maybe be throwing themselves at them or whatever the case may be. But with the in that same respect, it's like, first things first, sir. I know I'm a bad bitch and you don't want to fuck me. That's off rip. Everybody wants to do that. However, putting that aside, it's like, do you realize like you have the privilege of my company? My company. You have the privilege of getting to learn me and even be in my network. So why is it that you feel like you're above it all and like the only thing that you're entitled to is my body? Like, have a good day. Like, I I don't know. I just can't with that comment because all it does is it, it, it sets the man who identifies like progressive men back. Like, they just took five steps back. Yeah. 
And I, <laughs> so I did take the the time to listen to the men's episode last week, right? Cause I, I said, I'm gonna be prepared, right? Like I went to school, I know how to take notes. I can do this. Um, and one of the things that uh, was asked during that conversation is why men hate women, right? And one of the answers that we got that, which is the reason why I said I'm waking up to choose violence, right? Um, <laughs> was that there's an expect, uh, ex- there's experience versus reality. So the reality is that men don't hate women, right? Or don't treat women wrong or not, you know, the majority of them are not trying to do those things, not trying to be uh, misogynistic, not trying to be sexist and blah, blah, blah. Um, But your personal experiences are the things that are driving these women to say men aren't shit and that, you know, everything within that same I guess concept right men not doing nothing specifically black men I know uh I've made the comment that black men are the weakest link in the black community (laughs) at this time I have made that I've said it um and I mean that shit but uh you know so they say that our personal experience is not necessarily the collective experience is the reason why we say those things I know personally I disagree um because of not just me, but statistics say, if Tiff says it, if Dom says it, if Newbie says it, if I say it, if Julie says it, it might not just be a specific, you know, experience that is driving us to say these things. And also recognizing what it is that Black men are doing um, in our community towards us as Black women that may make us, you know, feel more inclined to say, black men in particular are not shit this is a very black podcast so i really don't care about other you know races in community it, you know not to say i don't care but like we center blackness that's why i keep saying that just for all of our new people and our new listeners so i just wanted to make that clear i'm not being racist i swear i swear <laughs> so i'll say this do women hate men do men hate, um do yeah do women hate men or black men hate women, do black women hate men. I have been hurt, disrespected, or violated by more men in my life than I ever have any women. And I cannot, I don't think I've ever met any woman. I don't think I have any woman in my life that has never been hurt by a man, ever. And like, I, I, I actively think about this from time to time. I'm like, oh, damn, yo, that's fucked up. I can't think of any woman I know that has not been hurt in some way, shape or form by a man. Now, don't get me wrong. I have met men that have been hurt by women, but the numbers are astronomically different. So that's what I will say. That's what I mean for now. I think going back on oh. like, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Going on like experience, like I definitely agree uh, with what what you just said. Um, I grew up in a single parent household raised by my mom and I seen her go through domestic violence with her former uh, marriage. Um, Her marriage with my dad didn't work out. I have also been in situations where men have hurt me. Um, I work with students who I see like day to day that they're in these relationships that people don't value them. Um, my peers, my sisters, it's it's an ongoing list, unfortunately, where like women do get hurt by men more than, you know, vice versa that we just talked about. Yeah. And I believe there's also a, a fear to it. Like, don't get me wrong, like, a woman who chooses to hurt a man, like, I promise you, she's probably thinking in the back of her head all of the repercussions that could possibly happen from this. 
oh, that he may kill me. Oh, he may rape me. Oh, he may, you know? So that's not a second. I don't think, in my personal opinion, I don't think that's a second thought um, the other way around. Like you get these stories, oh, don't mess with her. She's crazy. But like, I don't think a guy is automatically thinking, but if I do this, what is she going to do? No, not like us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like just that being like such an exception in there, like in a lot of men's experience, like they don't really understand what that feels like to, even if like you're one of the few women who might not have had an experience, just that fear alone of just knowing that damn near everybody that you know like newbie said like has had an experience or has been hurt by men or you know walks around with this fear like having that fear is real and it's like they don't see how you know that on top of it's like the same fear as like walking around as a black person just being scared of like what white folks are going to do to you it's like we have to be scared of white folks and what men is going to do because you really don't know like how to like there are definitely good guys and there's definitely bad guys but it's that fear of not knowing who you're really about to interact with. It's like, all of us can relate to the fear of like walking down the street and it's a group of niggas. And you're Ooh. just like, okay, so either I'm about to like walk through this and like deal with whatever I'm about to cross the street or they and they gonna say something because I crossed the street, it's mad hot, I'm in the middle of the street, I'm scared. I don't know what's it like just being in that situation and just having to have that guard up because you really don't know what's about to happen. Like they don't know what that really feels like. And like having to put it in like a way that they can relate to just understand like you can't get this, but like this is a real thing that people have to think about and live with on top of the shit, you know, as far as what it feels like to be black. Like that's a lot. And I just say, it just takes understanding that perspective, you know, and being open to understanding that, hearing that perspective. That's why you need women friends to put you on. And that's why we're so, oh, no, no, newbie, you want to go? Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. It's like. No, I was going to say, and that's why when I heard it, I was a little triggered, right? Like, because I'm like, what do you mean that's just our experience? And if that is so many women's collective experience, what does it mean that you're not hearing? And not to attack that one individual in particular, but this is something that I have heard from a lot of Black men, right? Like, oh, no, we have to when it comes to our struggles as black people they're like no we have to uplift you know the the struggle of just being black and not necessarily looking into the nuances of like what does it mean when you know we have a, a trans person and you're not supporting them what what does that look like when a black woman dies and you're not out there in the street or you're making excuses as to why she's dying in the street right what does that look like when you don't hold your friends accountable and you know he's harassing that girl right what does it look like when nudes are shared and like they didn't ask for that so there's mm -hmm. for me so that was so much that was triggered because i'm like even in this moment when we're asking a question because we need the to hear that from black men it's more of a like no it's not an Olympic, you know, like a, what's it called? The struggle Olympics, not an oppression Olympics. Like we shouldn't be, you know, talking about the colorism or talking about the this and the third because we all have our collective issues as black people, which I feel like is true. But also let's talk about the very like real harm and damage. And like I, one of you said, like being scared, what that means, you know, when I'm around a bunch of black men, I should feel safe. And I don't necessarily feel safe, even if, uh, whether it's physically or emotionally, right? Or mentally, because a lot of times they'll gaslight the shit out of you, even though they might not physically harm you, they might sit there and be like, no, cause uh, blah, blah, blah. So I felt, I felt a little triggered. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was ready to, you know, throw some hands. <laughs> so. so I guess my two cents in on this, and y'all probably gonna hate me for this. 
Um, I think black men do hurt black women. I, I will agree there. I think black little girls hurt black little boys who then grow into black men who feel like they now have that power and that privilege to retaliate. Um, and so what I mean by that is that, you know how we, in the black community, we often tell little boys to, you know, go ahead, put those emotions up, you know, bury them wherever you deem fit and like, don't want to see them again anymore, except for like on special occasion. Um, and the only reason I'm saying this is because I'm literally sitting here thinking about the stories that I've heard from different black men when they talk about their experiences growing up and their interactions with black little girls, us maybe picking on them and being like harmless about it, but them in reality, like internalizing a lot of what we say. Um, and then them growing up, it, it doesn't matter. Like they might've had the same experience from multiple people and then them being like, okay, now I'm an adult. Like she ain't gonna be talking to me crazy. Um, you know, I'm gonna let her have it when I get a chance. And so that's what I mean by that. Um, so I say all of that in a nutshell to say like, I think we both are hurting each other because we haven't learned how to heal. But I definitely agree with the comment of like, you know, sometimes we scared because we don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's true. But I also will say I've never felt the safest around any other man than a black man. Um, and and that will stand. I, I can be in a room full of black men and I feel like at least at least 50% of them gonna, gonna jump off if something happened to me in that space. Um, okay. And, and we don't hate you, sis. Like, that's why everybody's here for their collective, you know, ideas. Um, that's real. Yeah, know, it is real. real. And let's be, on, let's be honest. If there's a collective of men in a room, yes, I'm looking at that black man. Because I know nine times out of ten, when there's multiple people in that room, right? The brother going to protect the sister. going to hold it down. <laughs> unless, unless he been Carson, he going to hold it down, right? Like, if some people ain't going to hold it down, he, most people will. It's just... Uh, it's so tough for me because sometimes I think about, <laughs> you know, that one guy you might be talking to, you get all cozy up and he's like, yeah, I've been a player because that one girl in the fourth grade broke my heart and I just can't get over it. And I'm like, oh, fourth grade. Okay. Well, I was cat called last night. Right. And I have to get over that. Right. And that, or I was assaulted here and I had to get over that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yes. And right. How do we hold our brothers accountable in those moments to be like, we, we see the work you're doing, not bad, but can be better. Just like for a lot of these women who are raising young men and saying, no, you gotta be a man. You can't cry. That's hella toxic, you know, hella toxic. So I get it. I get it. So this is also where allowing everyone, not just men, but allowing people to be vulnerable comes into play. We all need therapy. Like at the end of the day, we all need therapy. Okay. So they hold on to these motions. They're not allowed to cry in front of their moms, depending on the, the household that they grew up in. They're not allowed to um, cry in front of their moms. They're damn sure not allowed to cry in front of their dad. So who are they talking to, to talk about this girl that hurt them in fourth grade? So they're just internalizing that joint, you know what I mean? And then growing up into these broken children and grown person shells, literally. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it was never alleviated. We need to normalize vulnerability in therapy within our community. And it would act, it would help so much, <laughs> so it's much. Like, it's such a taboo topic now. What, no, I was just gonna say like, and what frustrates me so much when they come like with that sort of energy as far as like, well, it's a hurt Olympics, it's a hurt this like, I, I feel like that's so frustrating because it takes away from the larger conversation. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like no one's looking at who's hurt more or less. Both of us are hurt. That's real. And like Dominique, you said it, like we each hurt each other. And like, that's a larger conversation about why that has happened. What has happened in our history that has perpetuated us to do that to each other? And how do we move forward as a community? It's like, we can be talking about that rather than looking at pointing fingers of who's doing who wrong it's like we could use that energy and that frustration to have more open and more vulnerable conversations about what the real what the real issue is here the deeper cause of all of this and, and um just i'm sorry if it, uh, i don't know if somebody else is about to say something i looked away for two seconds but <laughs> <laughs> no i would also say like as far as like the struggle olympics I'm sure we've all played that game and it's not necessarily a game. It's usually just a conversation. It's like, yo, my mom did this to me when I was this year's old. Yo, that's crazy. But you know what my mom did? We always like, we, we, we do that back and forth. And I'm thinking like, maybe that's like our cries for help without realizing it's our cries for help. Is that like our mini therapy right there to there? Cause we need to talk about it. And I think those moments allow us to do it. But then there's like no solution based conversation happening after that, depending on the, the friend group that you're in. But yeah. Trauma bonding is mad real. Like, yes, everybody goes through it. It's like some of your friendships that you have through trauma bonding. But then once you start getting therapy or maybe once, you know, you just start looking at the bigger picture and you come out of that, you realize that you outgrow those relationships and those friendships mm -hmm. because they mm -hmm. no longer serve you. And like, I love the fact that you brought up solution-based. Like, I tell the students I work with all the time, you can whine all the time. If you don't bring me no solutions, we don't got nothing to discuss. Um, because the reality of it is, is like, we need to be looking towards the future to continue to build. And I would love it if like, while we were having these conversations, we will also just be like, okay, so like that happened, not saying that that's not real cause that's mad real, but like, how can I protect you now? What can I do now? Like, how can we make sure like you don't have to relive any of those things moving forward and that the people that you associate with do not also have to experience that at the, you know, cause sometimes we project without even knowing it. How, how can we work on that? Um, and it hurts because I feel like we really don't have the answers sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard because Nubi, you were talking about like, oh, my mom did this. I've had plenty of lunchroom. Me and you. We've done that mad Man, she got that belt and I don't know what happened after that. Like, <laughs> you know, things start getting a little hazy and you're like, yo, and X, Y, and Z and da, da, da. And you're right, after that we all laugh and go, yeah, that shit was crazy. Did you see the movie yesterday? And then you kind of just yeah. completely, you know, go mm -hmm. right over that trauma. So maybe if we do identify what some of that trauma is, you know, maybe that would be a step towards a solution. So for all the men that I told are required to listen to this, you know, episode when it comes out, you know, let's talk solution then. Let's talk amongst each other so it doesn't feel like, you know, we're racing to see who's more oppressed. Cause at the end of the day, 
we, you know, we're all stuck. So how about it? Okay, let's get to something fun. Uh, you know, let's argue about something else. It's still a little men's related, but you know, let's argue. I like to argue. So <laughs> it's, um, we're 21st century women, right? We are working women. Um, but I always love this conversation of gold digging women and women who do or do not pay bills. And what does that look like? So as 21st century women, you know, are y'all paying half? If he invites you out on that date, should he be paying for that date? Um, you know, all the like, what does a gold digger look like in 21st century? Because these are some of the most, com if you ever go into the comments, y'all, it's the most comical shit you'll ever see, right? Like, she should be paying half, but she's also a gold digger. And they only work in like, you know, a job that pays 40000 a year. So I don't know what gold I'm digging, but you know, you know, shit like that. So <laughs> I just want to know, where, where do y'all stand? And we can go in any direction, truly. I see y'all laughing. Go ahead, Julie. I see you. <laughs> um, so for me, I was raised by my mom and my grandmother, really strong, two beautiful women and very independent. And they definitely instilled that in me. They're like, fuck men, <laughs> just focus on you. And because of that, I have always been super independent. So when it comes to like going on dates and whatnot, I never go out on a date and expect to be wine and dine because like, I don't know what that date could be, could lead to. So I don't want to owe nobody nothing. I'm just going to like go ahead and pull up my credit card when the bill comes. And if at that point in time they offer, okay, great. But like, I don't go on that date expecting to be wine and dine. It's just not how, it's just not how I am. Um, but I think later on, if you're in a relationship and you're just like long-term, if the person makes more money than you, I think you need to have a conversation of like, what's fair? Like what's 50, 50? Cause like, if I'm making like 30,000 a year and you're making like 70,000 a year, we really can't go half because, because it's not going to be working for me. Um, I, it's not, it's not. So like what's, what's half of our salary, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, as a, as a date, I don't expect to be one and dine just because I don't want to owe anything if you owe you anything if the date doesn't go well. Girl, you better than me because I say if you bothering me, you better come correct and not at all. Like I didn't pop up to you at the grocery store asking for your number. You better figure it out. <laughs> and we'll talk about half when you know things need to be half. <laughs> um, I don't owe you shit. Like I don't owe you not one thing. If you ask me out. I expect you to wine and dine me. Now, if I asked you out, I don't mind paying because I asked for some of your time. Right. Like that, that like, and that's, and that's fair. Like, because you could have had other stuff to do too. But also like, I feel like if upfront you're like, hey, you want to go out, you know, you, we can go Dutch or whatever. And if I agree to that, then I'm cool with that. But if we get out and you think I'm gonna go dash with you, you like you've literally just friend friend zoned yourself. Like there's no coming back from that. I'm not about to be bothered with you. So that's real. I feel I I'm feeling a kin spirit in this. You know. Thank you very much. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was um there was something I was reading. I can't remember where it was from, but it was basically saying okay in heterosexual relationships or heterosexual dating, um, there's always an assumption that the man should pay for dates, especially the first date. And then they said, well, okay, what about within the LGBTQIA plus community 
who initiates um they said like whoever initiates the date is the person that pays at least for the first date but i'll say this for me personally in my experience i i grew up with a bunch of brothers <laughs> i grew like there's only two girls me and my sister and i have five brothers okay so i grew up with a bunch of brothers and my mom single mom for the most part single mom for the most part she always taught us yo do not put yourself in a position to have to rely on anybody let alone a man so like and that on top of with my brothers and all this stuff whenever anybody like did something for me many of the time it was thrown back in my face and i hated that feeling i hated it to my core so i'm like no i'm not gonna put myself in a position to have anything thrown in my face i don't owe you jack so <laughs> like me i don't mind doing the half when it comes to like bills and things like that, I'm here for the half. I'm here for the half because I have what's mine, you have what's yours, we have our shared items and we can debate on, okay, if something goes awry, we can debate on who who cares more about this item that we paid half for. I'm taking that, all right, cool, you know? So as far as like gold digging, um, honestly, at the end of the day, you grown, do what you gotta do. It is uh, like, that's not my cup of tea, but you grow and do what you got to do. If this is your way, if, if this is your form of survival, okay, cool. But I will always say, have some type of contingency plan, have some type of safety net. No, seriously. No, I mean, somebody pops is going to dry up at some point or they going to walk away from your place. <laughs> no, when I, when I say gold digging, so I do have a friend, right? Like, and I'll, I'll provide some context. So I see Tiff over there too. I see you Tiff. I know, I know you want to, I got, <laughs> but um, I have a friend in particular. I'm not going to call him out, but me and him have had plenty of argument, right? Where he's like, I don't know if she wants me for me. Why would I take her to a nice restaurant? We gonna go to Applebee's and get that 20 for two for 20. And I said, sir, you asked this woman to, you know, rearrange her day to fit you into her schedule. And you wanna sit here and talk about, you don't know if she's a gold digger or if you don't know if she wants this or if she wants that. And so to count yet. To, and that's what I said. I said, first of all, why would you even want, like, why would you, if you don't want that in your life, why ask those women out? Let's start there. And then two, why <laughs> do you feel as if inherently, because you asked me out on a date, I'm expecting you to take me on a helicopter ride or something, right? Something extremely extravagant or outside of your budget or whatever the case may be. Um, and I said, we're grown, right? So I would hope that if you don't got it like that, you'll say, shit, I ain't got it like that, but we can take a nice walk in the park. We can go to a museum. We can go sip and paint, you know, something, or even go Dutch, right? Um, but in the that's the context of, you know, being a gold digger when after they've asked you for your time and want to take you on a date. So I see you, Tiff, go ahead. <laughs> oh, first of all, if you, if you tripping over spoiling a girl by taking her out to Applebee's, you don't need to be going on dates with nobody. Like, like I feel like that's, let that full stop. You gotta start there. But it's like, also like, know your lane in the sense of like, if you don't have it to be meeting a girl, a woman's standard of this is what I expect when I agree to go out with you, whether that's, okay, I'm cool to pay half if you let me know what's up, whether that's I need to be wined and dined, I need to be taken to the finest establishment, whether that's, you know, we could sit in the park and chill, like whatever her standard is for what is acceptable to her as a first date, if you know that you gonna feel some type of way about meeting that standard, then maybe you don't need to be checking for her in the first place. Like, if you are gonna have an issue with that, then leave that girl alone and let her 
find the man that's going to step up. Because if you want somebody, you will step up and nothing that they want from you is too much. So if you don't have it to do, leave her alone and go on about your business. It's like, don't save yourself the trouble. Save all of that. It's just waste of energy at this point. You don't got time to waste like that. Like, no, just move on. Yeah, That's all I gotta say. Take me to Applebee's. I'm walking home. I'm like my Uber on the way to my walk home because I'm grown as hell and my stomach is gonna hurt sitting here at Applebee's trying to eat whatever meat they keep saying is chicken. No, right, now hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'm not saying. Yo, I'm like Applebee's are valid. Ain't nothing wrong with Applebee's. I'm not saying that. Heard, I love these for twenty-two for twenty-five. I'm just saying. I love a deal. I love a deal. Ain't nothing wrong with Applebee's. But it's like if you're gonna be pressed about taking the Applebee's bill on a first date, like you got other prior, you got other things to prioritize, bro. Like it's yes. Applebee's, like two for twenty. Like I'm trying to look out for you, and you mad? Like bye. And then on top of that, like, if if you are asking this person out, you should have some type of idea of who this person is by the time you ask them out. So you you should know what they may or may not be into, at least a little bit. So know the person that you're dealing with. And if you know it is out of your league, if you know that she is out of your league, if you know that, oh, okay, she, she looking like, lobster and, and, and dolphin knuckles. Maybe I shouldn't be, you know what I mean? And, and you over here doing happy meals. No, don't ask her out. That clearly that's not what she wants. But yeah, just know who you're dealing with. Do your homework. I think men should also probably, or whoever is trying to go on a, on a date, because this is not just exclusive to them. But if you are asking someone out, I think one of the things to keep in mind is that we like to create memories. Like we like experiences. So like mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be like you spending buku money like you know when outside open back up for real like there is tons of free stuff that happens all the time that like you you don't have to pay for it and it's still like a really good time and you you make a memory with that person but it's just i feel like it's just them not wanting to think outside of the box like that's all you gotta do yeah i just had an idea what if this gets normalized i just hear me out y'all know about love language right the love languages. Okay. So what if two things? What if we normalize asking what are the standards of the date if you were to go out with me? A. B. What if they, you know, let's take our love language um together. Just because. I might know, I know that might freak out some people, but I'm saying just because, like, what do you know your love language? What's your love language? That could be a good pickup line. Okay, this is my love language. Based off that, let me try and create a date. Based off of that knowledge. That might actually get you further than you ever would have expected. Just a, just, just a thought. But, and I think that's like, that's where that conversation prior to, right, comes in. A lot of the men that I've had conversations with that are still single, right? Because I believe all of us are in relationships. Oh shit, I'm not being inclusive, my bad. But the, <laughs> so I think a lot of the ones who aren't in a relationship, right, to a certain extent are like still mentally stuck in like undergrad right where like the dates are come to my room and chill like netflix and chill. And, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it right but also um a lot of the things that i hear is like they want a traditional woman but don't want to do the traditional things for traditional women 
right? Traditional women stay home and cook to take care of the kids because you was building houses mm. and making the money and you was X, Y, and Z in it, right? Chopping <laughs> trees in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you want to play these games, like let's talk mm. about these games, right? That we're playing with each other. Mm. Um, but a lot of the times that I sometimes feel like the, the idea of dating is very much so you know, immature in terms of what it looks like to date somebody and also having that gold digger stamp on there and also saying like, you know, like why I gotta open up her thing, but she wants to be a feminist, what happened to equal rights and, you know, some of these conversations that I hear and I'm like, well, what just happened to like human decency and just talking through, like you said, if I'm not that, I'm the lobster and steak bitch, if I'm not that girl for you, there's nothing wrong with there's no hard feelings. You can go on ahead about your day. Like like y'all said, it's no wrong with Applebee's. I'm sorry for triggering some of y'all. My bad. The two points is not bad. You know, but also like if we're gonna take the time to get to know one another, like I don't wanna pretend and act like two for twenties are good for me when I know damn well I don't even eat on at Applebee's on a regular day, right? Um, but right. a lot of the thought process just kind of gets lost in translation in terms of a date. And I'm like, are y'all just scared, right? <laughs> Put yourselves out and think of what these dates look like. Um, or is it really us? Like, are we doing, are we not communicating well lately? <laughs> What's going on? No, well, I, I will say awesome. that in regard. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, quit. Right, just two seconds, two seconds. I will say that. Some of us women, we can do better in communicating with what we want. A lot of the times, there are a lot of women that just expect a man to read your mind. Uh-uh. You've got to be open to talking about what you want. And I know you you have this idea where you want a man to just, like, figure it out. You should be paying attention to the details. Honey, I'm sorry, but the reality is these men ain't thinking that hard. <laughs> so you know what? Just, no, for real, something <laughs> thinking that hard or that, that just it doesn't cross their mind so be real about what you want say that you're not frank hey got to ask and you shall receive i think that also they're just lost in this uh i hate like i love technology and i hate it too because i, I really do think a lot of them are just lost in like social media and Pornhub and everything mm -hmm. else that like distorts their reality it does the though like it's like oh like you think you about to get this badass bitch who want to be blind and die when really you got this like just average girl who i am very much happy with going to our local applebee's actually i've been craving that ihop stack like go, go ahead yes. let's go over there i heard it's a dollar fifty today that means we both can eat but under five dollars like you, I, it goes back to y'all saying like, you gotta know who you dealing with. Like, it's like, you talking about us with expectation versus reality. Like, y are you like in the reality? Like Dominic, like you said, like being in social media and just having these unrealistic expectations of like the world, like the dating pool that you're in. Like when you're seeing like these celebrities and like these people with status and money, like that dating experience is completely different than what your pool is in your local metropolitan area, wherever you are. Like it's not, unless you like out there in LA with the stars, like out there living that hot girl life, like nine times out of 10, you watching it online. And it's like, that's not how the real world really like works. Like that's not how dating in real life works. Like you have to know the person you have to, want to get to know the person like and show that effort and have that energy and it definitely goes both ways and like just being open like really just being open it's a two-way street it takes two that's a that's real because 
Michael saw something online one day, and I guess, you know, the girl was like, do not Dior in me, then you can't take me out. He's like, if the girls want Dior, then I can't do it. And I looked at him and was like, you wasn't buying Dior in the first, why would you <laughs> attacks? Why do you personally, and that's not, right. like, you know, my man don't got money, whatever the case. I was like, but that was never your style. Anyway, so why do you feel personally attacked? He's like, I don't got Birkin money. A lot of my- well, Why are you dealing with We know. Dior if that ain't you. You like, know what I'm saying? Right. If you don't got Dior money, then you ain't dealing with the girls that want to do it. Like, They're not looking at you, boo. Like, it's okay. And that's, and that's fine. Because there are real life gold diggers out here and shout out to them because it really is a hot girl summer coming up. But honestly, like, if we're going to talk about gold digging, honey, they're not looking at thousandaires. You're, you're you're not the target demographic. If you're if anything ends with thousand, you're not the target demographic. So like you can rest assured that the the money you got in your savings is not what she's looking for. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but respectfully being disrespectful, right? And being like she's she's looking for Diddy's son, not not. Right. Sorry, you are definitely the two, not the one in this case. The Maybe two. not even the two. The strong two. two. <laughs> oh, not the three and the four. <laughs> yeah, I'm not about to sit here and play with y'all. <laughs> that man's pop. This is astonishing. Okay, so just cool. so we can start a little bit of a wind down. Somebody, um, you know, we try and take a look at the questions, right? And so I'm gonna give y'all the choice to choose between our last question and what we talk about. So one was, um, <laughs> when did you realize that you couldn't or shouldn't raise a man? And then the other topic is surrounding Kevin Samuels and his whole debacle about <laughs> women and getting a man and all this other amazing stuff um, that comes out of this man's mouth. Not, I'm saying amazing sarcastically. So for all my men out there, I'm, I do not. So we're not supportive. Um, so I don't know which topic y'all feel a bit more comfortable talking about because I think they're both really, you know, interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But I would love to hear what, what, how y'all want to end our this lovely episode today. I'm fine with either one. I'm good with either one. Okay. Yeah, I feel like never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. But <laughs> you know, what? either let's, one is. Let's go because I did get one in the chat. Let's go with. Um, shouldn't raise a man. How about that one, right? And you know, as the host, I'll start us off. Uh, I have a younger brother, <laughs> and that was very apparent very quickly that I cannot, should not, would not be raising a young man, right? Mm -hmm. um, one, because they're all smelly and y'all do too much, it's nasty. I don't know what's happening over there, but get it together. But um, also, some of the people that I've dated, I've tried to help, right? I've tried to elevate i've tried to provide resources for and sometimes that was at the detriment to myself so i realized when i was putting more work into worried about how you were progressing in life how you were mm -hmm. elevating in life how you were x y and z but i don't have time for myself or you are not also looking at ways to elevate me and where i'm at in life that's when i realized i'm probably not here to teach you i'm here to give you therapy like websites but that's probably as far as that raising element for me goes mm -hmm. so i don't know how how y'all feel but i would love to hear about what that has been like for you 
right. So I was looking to see if anyone was going to say anything first, but I'll say this. Um, when I realized that you couldn't and shouldn't raise a man, well, also my mom, she taught me that. <laughs> but um, when I realized that because of some of my brothers and a select number of my exes, and a, a quote that has been floating in my mind these past few days, it's been smacking me in the face after I got into um, a tit for tat with my little brother a couple of days ago. I realized you are not responsible, and I've been saying this over and over, you are not responsible for anybody's healing but your own. You cannot want something for somebody more than they want it for themselves, otherwise nothing is gonna happen. So why am I stressing over something you don't even want for yourself? You, I can't help you grow. So hell, I'm still trying to figure out this adulting thing my damn self. So what I'm doing with you? So no. Yeah. So it comes to a point where you have to, especially if it's in a relationship, you have to determine the things that they need to grow up from. Can you tolerate? Because they need to want to grow up from that. Can you deal with that actively? If not, okay, it's time for you to move forward because you can't raise that part of that person. That's real. <laughs> That's <how it's> real. <laughs> yeah. So you ain't responsible for nobody's healing but your own. They're responsible for their own healing. Yeah. I think I realized like somewhere in between like just dealing with past relationships, going into my current relationship, dealing with like watching my mom with her situation and experience like with my dad and all that just like coming from all of those experiences like I've realized that like a man has to know that he wants to be a man for himself first and like he has to have that drive within himself to you know define manhood and whether or not that you know matches up to you know what I want as a man in my life and what I look for in a man in my life it's like it's it depends like if his journey into what manhood means for him and what it looks for him is not the idea of what I want my man my husband the father of my kids to look like then it's just never gonna work and like there's no amount of like trying to like raise him or change him or anything that's gonna really change that it's like he has he's gonna have his ideas of what manhood right or wrong whether I agree or disagree but I have the power to decide like I'm not gonna try to change that or I'm not gonna try to help that evolve into something that I wanted to be because that has that has to come from him you know first and and like you said newbie like it had that desire to grow that motivation to like want to evolve or heal from past like traumas it has to be within the self first like can nobody heal me so I can't ever heal nobody else you know so it's like just they have to have that understanding and if we want to work on it together and support each other then that's all cool and well but like know that support only goes so far and some of that work has to be done within like there's nothing there's no going around that part of the process and that shit is messy and it hurts but everyone kind of has to go through it in their own way in order to truly heal and like you just have to understand that for yourself i saw a tweet that went viral viral and it was saying something along the lines that like this person is never dating another man unless that man goes to therapy, like actively go to therapy. Um, and I was like, that's real because, you know, I'm not, I'm like almost 30 years old. I'm not in a position where like, I want to be someone's therapist because I'm not qualified. And I'm not gonna sit here and try to understand what 
men go through every day because I'm a woman. And I'm not going to stand here and try to raise them because, you know, <laughs> that's not my place either. So I think for me, it's just like, where do we go to? Like, how do we continue to provide those resources to men about therapy, about the importance of it, and provide those resources? Are they going to listen? How do we get them to, to a place where they will listen? Um, because it's not my place at all to be someone's mama. Like I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be your woman, supposed to be your partner in life. And that's, and that's about it. I'm not trying to raise you, but how do I get them to that place where like, they want to heal. They want to heal from their trauma. They want to do better. They want to understand how their aspects of, and the components that they have dealt with contribute to how they are today. Um, so that's a little bit difficult. I think that that's an ongoing conversation of how we get men to realize that like they need to continue that healing. I'll make a suggestion. <laughs> this might sound crazy. And you too, Julie and Dom, y'all did not know me. I'm a whole character. You'll realize that soon enough. But this might sound crazy, but what if and I'm speaking from a heterosexual um, standpoint. What if there are certain privileges that we took away if they don't get therapy? Oh no, oh, you wanna go out on a date with me? Did you go to therapy? Oh, sorry, we can't date. Like that's just not what it's gonna be. Um, or if you're already in the relationship and you know there's a couple of things that your person needs to work on. Oh, baby, you wanted something tonight? Did you go to therapy today? Sorry, we we gonna have to wait until you go to therapy. <laughs> like, what if we like, what if we made that a thing and then it kind of like doggy treats? Oh, you went to therapy? Let me, let me slide you a little something. Right yeah, but see, I, I'm not even I'm into the playing of the games with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not playing. I will pack my bags and be out of here. Like there are multiple times I had to look this man in the face and say, "You have lost your mind." And before I lose mine, right? <laughs> and kill you, you need to go figure something out. I'm not playing with you. I'm not even gonna, you're not in therapy, sweetheart. You don't like, Julie said, I'm, I'm, we almost 30 at this point. I'm, something, yeah, I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing early 20s into 30s. You know what I'm saying? Like the games we was playing yeah. back then. Honey, and I'm trying to like compare men to like children or something, but it's kind of like with, 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 well, I feel like all, personally, I think all adults right now are unhealed children. We all need to like, you know, get on that. There's a lot of stuff we take from our childhood that we have not healed today. But um, yeah, like with kids, how do you get, a, like, how do you get a kid to eat vegetables? Like you got to bribe them in some type of way. They're or take not children though. And that's the, the problem, but they're not kids. I'm sorry, I'm about to go on a bread Cause you know, I, I hate this shit in the ideology that men are not cognitively on the same level. Cause these fuckers are getting degrees. These fuckers are getting like, no, I'm for real. Y'all know how to do trades. Y'all are connecting wires. I don't, I can't even comprehend. So you're telling me that emotionally you're just so stunted that you have been left in a child, but you got me fucked Some up. have. No, 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 no. You That's why they need women friends. That's why they need women friends to help that balance. It has to be a balance. It's like understanding that emotional self, like it doesn't, that understanding, like getting on that journey of healing doesn't always get started through your romantic relationships. Sometimes it gets started with people that you meet across your journey. It could be somebody that sparks a thought 
a switch of thinking that you meet at school, at work, like in all these other places, but you have to be open to it and not just be one dimensional and thinking like every woman that you meet is somebody that you're gonna try to fuck with because she has a vagina. Like there's much more in relationships, like platonic, non, like non-platonic, there's so much more um, to gain from relationships. They can't, they're not defined in just one single way. And like, just, I feel like not being open to that makes it so much easier to be stunted in that emotional sort of understanding of the sort of healing that has to happen. Cause it's like, yo bro, is your bro talking about how they healing they past traumas? I mean, they might be, they could be, but if they not, that has to come, that, that growth, that conversation has to come from a friendship somewhere else. Like. That's, that's how that happens. I think sometimes, I'm sorry, Julie, I got you in two, 30 seconds. I see, I, sometimes I struggle with this idea because men want to be men all the way up into the time that it's time to be emotionally vulnerable. And they do, they get a cop out every time. Women, black women, we don't, we've never had the opportunity to have the cop out to say, I'm emotionally stunted in this area. It's always get your shit together because you're the black woman and we've got shit to do, right? As a black man, you've got things to do other than bring me money and put food on this table, right? I need you to be emotionally present and you have to be old enough, right? Put your big boy pants on and have these conversations. You're not stuck as a child because even a child understands certain things are right and wrong and you are not, like, you're not growing. I don't see you growing, so I can't. Like, I, I, it goes back to I can't raise you. You do need better friends. You do need to have a therapist and have different conversations because you're not a child. Children are children. You are a grown-ass man. So now you have to get it together because I'm a grown-ass woman and I have to get it together, right? Or you wouldn't be here because I think a lot of times men always like women who are put together. So that means we did the work. You have to do the work if you're gonna be in this relationship. That's it, period. So I'm sorry, Julie, go ahead, you got me. You're fine. No, I agree with her comment of like, men need more women as friends, but also where that, it's more important to also have a therapist too, because I feel like sometimes men use women as a emotional baggage and they just like throw all these emotions, all these trauma to them and just like expect you to always be there for them. Um, Cause I know like I have like guy friends who have their significant other and then they have like me and they're just throwing all these things to them. Cause I know like what the right thing to say or like, I just, whatever they, they feel more vulnerable, whatever the case may be. But like, again, I'm not a professional. So you can like, you know, lay this all on me, but like, is that really going to heal you to get to you to the next step and get you to reflect on mm-hmm. how is this going to make me do better or the case, whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. it's, it's tricky. Cause like yeah. when I bring up therapy, they're like, now I'm good. <laughs> or like, this is what I have you for sis. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, you no. know, <laughs> no. I remember like a few weeks no. ago. Um, I can't remember if it was on TikTok, but it was somewhere. And this woman was talking about how, she is fed up with couples saying how, you know, when they find out what the what they're going to have, if they're going to have a boy or, or, or a girl, they're like, I want a boy because it's going to be so much easier. I want a boy. Um, and it made me think about our conversation in a sense that, like, sis was right. Like, people give up on young men at early ages and they just let them 
kind of navigate life in their own way. So like they stop parenting at a certain age. So to those parents who do that or those caregivers, whoever, I just want to tell them, you know, like get your shit together because you putting people out into this world who are lost. And then by the time they are ready to come with to terms, they're much older. And so I know Nia, you said do the work because men like women who are put together. Well, then if we like those men who are put together, we have to be willing to date up. And so for me, like I'm I'm 30 now. So for me, it's like, do I want to date somebody who like 45, 50 years old? Cause I, he might be more put together than my 30 year old counterpart. Shit, if the mm. thing's still working, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's just something to think about. I think, and you're right. They do need to be doing the work, but I think you wanting someone who is your age to be emotionally ready and prepared and everything like is it asking a lot no but is it realistic and again i think sometimes as women we do live in fantasies we want everything to be picture perfect or the way we have carved out in our head and in reality like sometimes like those men are not going to be ready so you either and 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 we because we have this idea of like oh we're gonna meet somebody who is like our age or like maybe five years or somewhere in that length older than us and then like he's gonna be ready and we're gonna have this happy life together and it's like it sound cute it's not real cute but in reality that's not that's because it is true like they do develop differently than we do their minds are they haven't had to deal I'll never forget this. I, I I hang out with older women all the time. And one of the things they always tell me is that black mothers coddle their boys and make their girls tough. And that is so true. Cause yeah. we know no other way than to be strong and tough and independent. Those boys, those mothers love on those boys because yeah, a lot of us come from broken homes. It's an emotional support to be like, oh, let me show this little boy so much love so that, you know, when he gets older, like, you know, he won't be like his father. But in return, yeah, he's going to be like his dad because you are a woman who is not able to show a man how to be a man. I'm a firm believer. A woman cannot teach a man how to be a man. I have no idea what that even looks like. Yeah. And y'all, damn, now I'm upset because... Ooh, I we gotta do this again. Part two is coming soon. I y'all truly, I'm getting goosebumps. Y'all talking about therapy? We growing. I'm dating a 45 year old. Thank you, Dom. I'm about to leave Michael right now. Um, like truly, <laughs> truly, I think y'all shared some really eye opening things, even for myself. Because you know, I think I'm always right. So I, I sometimes I gotta take a seat back. You know, I get a little hot. You know, maybe, maybe. What I will say is, ladies, like, check your inbox. I will be back uh, <laughs> to, to invite y'all again. Truly, I want to say thank you. I hope our listeners really enjoyed it. Um, we will list everybody's, like, information, you know, when our episode goes up. So, listeners, please, please, please take the time to follow these people because, obviously, they got some good shit to say. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what to do. And I got to go sit there and be like, maybe I was wrong. I'm not going to, but I'll think about it. Um, so, for our, <laughs> so for our listeners, um, if you've made it to this point, one of two things have happened. One, you've listened to the whole thing. And for that, we are, are extremely grateful for you tuning in. Thank you. Um, and two, 
uh, you're not really listening. It's just background, you know, music for you, whatever. If it's the first one, we appreciate you. Please remember to like, uh, share, and subscribe our content with at least one person who needs, you know, a good glass of wine, good conversation. Um, also, check us out on our Instagram at the Wine Night Pod. If it's the second, well, you know what? Nobody told you to listen to us anyway. And thank you for the stream anyway. No, I'm kidding. Kidding. We love you. Come back, please. Um, but yes, that's the Wine Night. Thanks, y'all. Yay!